0: You're listening to Podketeers. Welcome to episode 342 of Podketeers. Happy New Year, everyone. This week, we do some good old armchair imagineering for one of our favorite attractions, the Haunted Mansion. We hope that you enjoy some of the ideas that we present, and we'd love to hear what you think about them or even some of your ideas. You can join the conversation over on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just search for Podcateers, or you can join us on our new Discord server. You'll find a link in the blog post for this episode at podcateers.com slash 342. Now, we knew that this episode was going to be longer than normal. We just didn't expect it to go almost three hours. So we decided to split this episode into two parts. Part two will be available soon. So keep an eye out on our social networks for notification when part two of this episode drops. Before we begin, we'd like to send a special thank you to the FGP Squad, aka our podcast Fairy Godparents, because it's their monthly support via patreon that help make these episodes of Podcasters possible being a part of the fgp squad family gets you some additional perks like access to our monthly happy hour calls additional discounts on gear additional content so if you would like more information on how you can become part of the fgp squad family head over to podcasterscom fgp and of course as always a very very special thank you to the fgp squad for their continued support So let's get this episode started. Again, Happy New Year to everybody. We hope that 2021 turns out to be a much better year for all of us. So here is part one of our armchair Imagineering episode of The Haunted Mansion. This is episode 342 of Podcateers.
1: is that your
0: entrance theme <laughs> that's 2021 man
1: oh yeah okay
0: <laughs> first episode of the year uh feeling good mm-hmm. I'm, I'm you know from one day to the next i know things aren't going to change but mm-hmm. you know we talked about in the last episode we're optimistic it's a year of advancement it's a year of change it's A year of doing things to make yourself a better person. Yeah, and Mm. I'm optimistic that 2021 is going to be a great year. And I mean, what what more can I say?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Happy New Year. I guess yeah. (laughs) Happy New Year. I guess I should start there, right?
0: Uh, hopefully all of you had a wonderful New Year's Eve, New Year's morning, celebrating in, in, uh, isolation. <laughs> I know. Hopefully right. we did. in isolation. Yeah. Hopefully in isolation. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, we just kind of sat around, watched some TV, made, uh, some Disneyland churros to pass the time and nice. watch some movies and it was a good time. Uh, I mean, we try to do the countdown early for Mm -hmm. the kids you know Mm -hmm. we did east coast countdown for them but they stayed up until midnight anyway oh boy (laughs) so they celebrated twice nice and uh, (laughs) i think they were okay with that yeah how what about you guys what did you do for new year's
2: nothing just uh listen to music and just relax pretty much that's it made phone calls that's it
1: yeah, we um, we didn't do a whole lot either. We've been binge watching a, a show we discovered uh, a couple weeks ago, and I had helped a friend move all day, and so I didn't even make it to midnight. I think I fell asleep watching TV at like eleven, and then we just went to bed. <laughs> so nice. it was it was pretty low key for us.
0: You know what? Whatever works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this time around, we were starting to binge watch The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina on Netflix. Nice. nice. Uh, We've been fans of the show. We're kind of sad that it's done at this point. But uh, we're halfway through, and we're hoping to finish it up. It's not something that that our kids particularly enjoy. So we have to watch at night once they're asleep. And, you know, kids are kids, so they stay up until – some forsaken hour that doesn't allow us to watch many episodes (laughs) and i'm the type of person that if i'm binging something i'm not watching one or two like i'm going for as many as possible but when you're starting at midnight it makes it hard to watch three or four episodes of something Mm -hmm. you know especially after having a full day of you know doing stuff uh right now I'm I'm just waiting. I think we're going to watch some more episodes after we're done recording today. And hopefully today, maybe tomorrow we'll we'll finally be able to finish up the final series nice uh, episodes and yeah. It'll be like community. We're hoping for a movie at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Season 6 in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh we have uh an exciting set of episodes coming up. This one is going to kick off uh the Haunted Mansion. It's uh an attraction that we all enjoy. You know, it's definitely one of our favorites at the park and although I haven't personally been to or I think I don't think any of us really have been to the ones at other parks except maybe Walt Disney World. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, I've seen the videos that people post on YouTube and every version of the mansion at all the other parks has its differences has its quirks has different stories uh but the mansion here at disneyland i think holds a special place in our heart for a lot of different reasons i think but mm-hmm. um you know walt never had a, an opportunity to see the attraction all the way through because he passed away before its completion and because he passed away in the middle of the development there was a little bit of uh, I don't want to call it fighting but disagreements over whether it should be funny whether it should be Mm -hmm. spooky Mm -hmm. and ultimately I think what we ended up getting between the collaborations of guys like Claude Coates and Yale Gracie and Mark Davis and Rolly Crump we ended up getting this amazing piece of technology and showmanship that I don't think we see with many other attractions. It's really a fantastic and beautiful balance of so many elements, showmanship that, I don't know. I think there's a lot of really wonderful attractions at many of the Disney parks around the world. But I I feel like I'm going to go out on a limb here and Mm -hmm. minus the modifications that I think we're going to propose for the mansion. (laughs) I kind of feel like it's a perfect attraction. Thoughts? Yeah.
1: (laughs) I mean, I think in general, it's definitely um, a bar setter for themed attractions. You know, Um, we've talked about it many times on the show. Um, It has a cult following unlike any other attraction in any park, I think. And uh, there's a reason for that. And it's just that they kind of nailed it. You know, it's this weird um, patchwork of ideas that because they just applied a concept instead of a real narrative story that had to make sense one moment from to the next, uh, it just works, you know, because it is just ethereal and weird and kooky and spooky, you know. It, it, it's kind of cool. It, and it came out of that mid-century era of weird spooky stuff like Adam's family and the monsters mm-hmm. and you know there's all kinds of weird cool haunty kind of things in the mid 20th century and Haunted Mansion is just another one of those that's part of that tapestry to me and yeah I, I think it's fantastic I think you know with anything some things age better than other things and you know I think that's kind of what we're going to talk about today a little bit.
2: Mm-hmm. Definitely, like this is the one attraction that has, to me, that has a, I should say first attractions that has a beginning, middle and end. You have your story and it doesn't get old, but I think the thing that's more amazing is the fact that they, everyone who worked on the attraction, you know, Walt wasn't there, but to see this, how it came out, I mean it's it's amazing. It's great and yeah, we're going to butcher it up, but we would ne- I would not touch <laughs> it. I would not. I know. I did say it is perfect. I wouldn't touch it. We spoke about this beforehand, but yeah, I mean it's it's a, it's a fantastic attraction. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I think you mentioned a, a really key element about that, Gavin, and that's that it, it doesn't have an IP address tied to it. You know, that's that's something that we've talked about in the past that the more, and understandably so, the park is going to lean heavily towards IPs in the future because mm-hmm. they have so many, they have to attract Different types of people, different fans of different properties, and with them basically owning 85% of the properties of the world, you know, (laughs) they have to do something to get them out into the public, right? Right. But the mansion is, I mean, it lives in this pantheon of attractions that has done really well. Mm-hmm. Not needing the Jack Sparrow or uh-huh. you know the Star Wars to Space Mountain, like mm-hmm. um, honestly, Big Thunder is probably the only other one left at this point because now that Splash is going to get rethemed to Princess and the Frog, you know we can't hold it up to that pedestal anymore, and and that's why I really not only enjoy, I admire it, and I respect what they did with the Mansion because. You know, anybody can tell a spooky story, but Mm -hmm. to find a balance of the spooky and the weird in a way that it doesn't matter what age you are, there's something there for everybody. You know, even Mm -hmm. children enjoy the Haunted Mansion, and children are generally the ones that are afraid of spooky things, Mm -hmm. you know? And I, like my kids, for some reason, were more afraid of pirates than the mansion,
1: yeah, because it has drops. Like kids, kids get scared by drops more than they do haunted mansion. I think.
0: Yeah, that they mm-hmm. do not enjoy the drops. Yeah, but um, yeah, uh, overall, we we love the attraction, and so we're gonna take some time now to plus up the mansion in a way that only we can, because obviously. Uh, We play Roller Coaster Tycoon. Well, I do at least. Uh, (laughs) With uh, many of the attractions and portions of the park. And so I'm going to start off by saying let's tear it all down and move it. I'm kidding. I'm not going to do that. Uh, (laughs) But before we get into the actual armchair imagineering part of the episode. Do you guys hear that? (laughs) Ah, It's the sound (laughs) of a new member of the FGP Squad family. So we'd like to welcome our pal, Brian to the FGP squad. Mm. Uh, Brian has been a long time listener. I mean, like day one listener. Mm -hmm. And I mean, he's gone to our our meetups. You know, we've interacted a lot over uh, Instagram and uh, online in general and super cool dude. I mean, I've had a chance to meet him and his wife and his son and uh, they're just awesome people. So, Brian, welcome to the FGP Squad family. Thank you so much for continuing your support. We appreciate you. Uh, we appreciate all of the members of the FGP Squad. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, oh, we're going to do FGP Happy Hour call very soon. So make sure cool. that you all check yeah. Patreon for <laughs> that. The last one that we did was super fun, and I'm looking forward to the next one. Ooh, more game time! <laughs> uh, especially considering that those get a little more adult than the podcast does <laughs> Yeah We'll call it that now, so. Yeah <laughs> Okay So I have to ask uh, While you were taking notes For the mm-hmm. Haunted Mansion Did you by any chance Take into consideration Haunted Mansion Holiday Or did you go straight up Vanilla Mansion
1: <laughs> Well first of all It's definitely not just vanilla It's um, It's got all kinds of flavors in it That's but true that's true. Um, for I, for one, am a strong believer that the Nightmare Before Christmas deserves and begs for its own attraction, its own standalone permanent attraction. We need Halloween Town and mm-hmm. the Nightmare Before Christmas attraction in the park. I'm going to argue that till my dying day. I don't think it's right that for a full third of the year the mansion which has this incredible cult following is not the mansion but it's the holiday version of the mansion i just think that's weird i think we've had the holiday overlay for long enough it's been what 20 years something like that Um, and i don't know i i feel like it's run its course it's cool i like it but i don't go on the holiday one more than a couple times in that season. Um, But the regular version of the mansion, I go on time after time after time. So for me, I'm imagineering this as if that doesn't exist. And I've thrown in a little nod to it so that there's like a little tribute within it that remains. But it's with the idea that Nightmare gets its own attraction.
0: Ah, It's funny that you mentioned that because I got a little tribute of my own. Mel, what about you?
2: I have no (laughs) 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 trivia, But, I mean, I don't... I didn't include it um, because this is solely Haunted Mansion. But I have to bring it up at times to explain myself, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because there's going to be some things that I do want to change. It doesn't have to do with uh, Haunted Mansion Holiday. But again, I have to bring it up but it has nothing to do with it does that make sense
0: no yeah that makes sense that cool. makes sense a lot uh, okay cool uh, I did have a couple of ideas including a nod to mansion holiday uh, I I kind of felt like you guys felt that if we're armchair imagineering the mansion on its own that's its own beast right like nightmare mm-hmm. the overlay is just fantastic but uh, yeah that deserves its own thing you know, later on. So, uh, cool. Uh, I I will say, though, that when I was planning this, oh, actually, I have another question for you both. When you were planning this, were you planning this pre-COVID, post-COVID, or (laughs) post-COVID? I'm (laughs) imagineering (laughs) this
1: in the magical world where COVID doesn't exist.
0: Okay, cool. Mel, what about you?
2: I, I didn't think of COVID, but COVID made me really go crazy because I really miss it. But there is no, there's none of that. Yeah, no, okay. it doesn't exist. I'm not going to lie. I kind of drove
0: myself crazy for about a day contemplating whether or not I should plan for like pre, post, nah. or post COVID. Because nah. the, <laughs> the reason I'm qualifying to post COVID is because like right now there's a vaccine, right? But mm-hmm. Even if people start to get vaccinated, it isn't going to be for about another year or so when people are finally able to kind of return to what we called normal in the parks before, right? Where we were uh-huh. like elbow to elbow trying to get down Main Street at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then post COVID is three, four, five years from now, you know, granted that there isn't some crazy other thing that happens. Where, you know, everyone's been vaccinated, we have it under control, and we can visit the parks just like we did, you know, prior to the pandemic. So that's kind of my, my qualifiers. And I, I kind of, because of how optimistic I was trying to see the world in 2021, I did my best to uh, design and change post, post-COVID. <laughs> uh, because that's the world I want to live in again. Right. Um, yeah. But I I, I mean, it didn't stop me from wondering. I think we mentioned it in the last episode, Mel, that you know we were wondering how things would change in the mansion post-COVID. And mm-hmm. one of the things that I was thinking about while I was thinking about the queue itself was, well, are we even going to go through the foyer? Are we even going to use the stretching room anymore? Are we going to use the emergency exit where the mausoleum is in the back queue in order to enter where you can do single file, you can space people out kind of, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and then you go straight into the hallway, you know, and, and that way you load into the doom buggies. I mean, I didn't want to think about all of that because it was kind of bumming me out as I was like rerouting everything. So I kind of did what you guys did. I know that was very long-winded <laughs> for me to say like, yeah, me too. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that was the rationale behind my thinking. Nice. Um, cool. So as far as Nightmare is concerned, I do want to say that this idea came up, oh man, I don't even remember what episode it came up, but as we got closer, to when the mansion is shut down for the holiday overlay, and we saw that Disneyland wasn't going to reopen for for the year, basically. I threw out into the world that I think Disney should do Christmas in July. You know, that way Mm. they celebrate the holidays that we didn't get this last year. uh, And we get, you know, the Haunted Mansion holiday. Because if they have an idea of when they're going to reopen, They can technically start the overlay now and leave it until the park opens. And then you get summertime Christmas. Mm -hmm. Alternatively, there are a lot of people that cannot make it into the park to see the mansion overlay in the winter for whatever reason, you know, maybe they're blocked out. Maybe it's just not a great time to travel for them. What if for one year only post COVID year, whatever you just overlay the whole year? And you give it that one time because it's hard to take down and put up, right? It's three months basically that it's going to be shut down. And if they're going to do it for the summer, it doesn't make sense for them to take it down again in the fall and then re-put it back up. It'd be closed. It'd be open like three weeks. So what if they just do it and for six months we just get Haunted Mansion Holiday and we celebrate Christmas 2021 at Disneyland?
1: (laughs) that's uh that's an interesting idea i i'm not a fan of that because i think if 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 i'm going back to the park after so long i prefer the original but um i it is an interesting idea to try and do a, a christmas in the summer um are you thinking about christmas throughout the parks or just like at the mansion just do that overlay.
0: i'm thinking the park man
1: well that could be interesting yeah i, I just mean think
0: we should do christmas in july or summertime christmas
1: yeah, I mean, conversely, I feel like the holiday version of It's a Small World is actually superior to the original version. So I would be fine with leaving that one up on a more <laughs> permanent basis. I just <laughs> I just have my particular issues with the Haunted Mansion one, partly because I don't like losing a main attraction. Because I feel like you're losing a main attraction and giving it to this other idea, right? But also... I just feel like Nightmare has such a huge fan base. It needs its own attraction. Like, it is the biggest thing out there in the Disney canon that doesn't have its own standalone attraction. Like, I, I don't think there's anything bigger that doesn't. Well, maybe, like, Lion King or something like that. But, uh, I, I like, it just needs its own thing. So, I don't know. I see what I'm, you're saying, though. <laughs> it, it'll give people a chance to to do that. But... Like, what do you do with Halloween? Do you just leave it Christmas for the rest of the year? You just skip over Halloween again? You make spooky Christmas, dude. Spooky Christmas.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you can make spooky Christmas in the middle of summer, and then you go unspooky Christmas for fall and winter.
1: Okay, okay, okay. You're you're layering concepts here. We're getting into mashup Look, territory. <laughs> I, I get you.
0: I I understand what you're saying. I'm total. I'm like a hundred and twenty percent with you on Halloween <laughs> Town here, but. Given the circumstances, like mm-hmm. what's been normal in 2020, right? Nothing. <laughs> so I think. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I figure if 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 we could continue the oddness in a positive way in 2021, then this is a good way to get some of the perks that we get for only a few months during the year at Disneyland, because after that, it's just going to go back to Disneyland. Right, Mm -hmm. But at least this way, we won't feel like we lost the holiday. Because I think that's what people are lamenting right now. People are lamenting that they lost the holiday, even though we didn't physically lose it. We still got it. right? But that time in the parks is what we're not going to get back. So Mm -hmm. why not create a scenario where you can do it? It gives Disney an awesome marketing opportunity. You're welcome again, Disney. And then they can even... Merch the hell out of it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I get it, um, and and it makes a lot of sense. I I guess I'm the purist who like I feel like I'm missing out more on just regular Disneyland than special edition Disneyland. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm, like, yeah, I get it. that's what I'm missing out on. Like, those other things are like kind of like little distraction periods, but I long for. Real, regular, everyday Disneyland more than I long for those holiday versions of Disneyland. I getcha. You know? It's so it's strange. To me, it would be strange to have a big, long drought and then not get to go back to original Disneyland or whatever you want to call it. You know what I mean? Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I think if we weren't, gosh, this is, I'm torn. I'm really torn because, <laughs> yes, I do love both kinds. And I would love Nightmare, but I think if you would have asked me this, and there was no COVID, I would have been fine with Christmas in July with the extension. But it's it's been over a year, and I'm like, I'm really, really missing Mansion as a whole. So mm-hmm. a part of me is like, oh, I. I really want Mansion back, you know, how it is. I mean, I've been, I, okay, I should, I should have just said, man, I am grateful that I did get to see um, (laughs) Haunted Mansion holiday this year. I did. So I I think that's what it is. It's just the timing of asking, but Mm -hmm. then you said spooky and I was like, oh man, (laughs) (laughs) so I'm like, I don't know what to choose.
1: I mean, yeah. yeah, they're all great options. I just, yeah. I just have a preference. That's all.
0: <laughs> and I completely understand how you both feel. I'm, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm inclined to agree with you, but the marketing side within me is like, man, imagine if 2021 was the year Jack took over Disneyland, because oh, we gosh. saw <laughs> this almost happen with the Muppets, right? The Muppets yeah. had an opportunity to take over Disneyland, and there was this whole marketing campaign. And it flopped because they didn't do a really great job of marketing it. And then, I mean, maybe it didn't fully flop, but it didn't do as well as I think it could have done ultimately. Now, if they decided, hey, look, we're only going to be open six months in 2021. If we started off by integrating the spooky towards, you know, the summer And then it could be the year that Jack Skellington took over Disneyland. And then Mm -hmm. there's spooky elements early in the summer. And then little by little, it starts trickling in the Christmas stuff. And then, boom, you get Haunted Mansion Holiday as part of it for six months. See,
1: okay, what about this? I I like where you're going. (laughs) How about let's add this dimension to it, okay? We already know. That Oogie has taken over DCA for Halloween time. Oh, I know. I know. So where you're going. why I know not you're we going. just start off each park like DCA Halloween the rest of the year, Disneyland Christmas the rest of the year. Jack owns Christmas. Oogie owns Halloween. Okay. You see That's what I'm saying? Exactly what I was going. And then about. you okay. can still have the Oogie Boogie Bash happen, and you can still have all the Christmasy parade and everything in Disneyland during that whole time. So you just do Christmas in one and Halloween in the other. And it's Nightmare Takeover.
2: Wait, wait, wait. Let's one-up this. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. One-up this. You hear Oogie on one side. You hear Jack on the other. In the Esplanade? Main Street. Huh?
1: In the Esplanade or in Main Street?
2: Main Street. Oh, okay. So that that way you could hear him there. And it kind of gives you that that takeover. Because you hear it on on DCA, one of his street. And that is, I love it. Mm -hmm. So imagine you could hear Oogie on one side and Jack on the other. Um, yeah. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. What if,
0: <laughs> when you ask the Esplanade, Gavin, what if we bleed their voices into the Esplanade and they're shouting at each other from across the Esplanade, park to park? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You have dueling parks, that. basically. Yes. Yeah. Like <laughs> this is great. I mean, look, here's the way that I see it. Ultimately... 2020 was a lost Disney year, right? And if Mm -hmm. you think about it, when people were expecting to go back to the park, it was Disneyland's birthday. That was already halfway through the year. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. And one thing that we look forward to the second half of the year is obviously Christmas and and, uh, Halloween. So if we're only going to be, let's say the park does open this summer and it's only going to be open for six, seven months or whatever the case is, then give us back that lost time from last year. It'll be like a mm-hmm. continuation of the last time we were in the park. And it'll just yeah. feel like we never left. That's that's my mm-hmm. d- way of thinking about this. But if you want to do dueling parks where one is Halloween and one is Christmas, I could get on board with that.
1: Heck, yeah. <laughs> I think that could be really cool. You could do extra Oogie Boogie Bashes. They would sell a ton of tickets for that. You could have Monsters After Dark or whatever the Guardians overlay is, like, for six months that would be awesome because that's not like a full-time overlay right it's just when the sun Mm -hmm. goes down the ride kind of flips and that's awesome you still have both attractions or both versions of the attraction um yeah I, i think this could be really
0: sweet plus seeing the halloween parade that they do at disneyland in Mm -hmm. DCA with the Headless Horseman in front of Carthay Circle with the Headless Horseman statue and everything there. Mm
1: -hmm. Dude. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I actually like what they do for, uh, they don't do a ton of decorating around the whole park during the holidays in DCA but one of the main areas that they decorate a lot is Carsland. Yeah. and I actually love what they do for Halloween in Carsland. Yeah. a little bit better than what they do for the uh, Christmas holiday season. I like what they do there, but what they do for Halloween is awesome, it's mm-hmm. really cool.
0: Well, I mean, I know that we're supposed to be armchair imagineering the Haunted Mansion, but this <laughs> conversation is kind of an extension of the Haunted Mansion holiday, which is a part of the Haunted Mansion, so it's okay. We're going to allow nope. this part of it. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's not what you came for, but you know what? It's a big part of the mansion. So yeah. cool. Well, let us know what you think. If Disneyland's going to open, let's say six or seven months, optimistically. And if it opens for more, fantastic. You know, that's even better. But let's say, realistically speaking, that in 2021, Disneyland opens in June or July. Would you like to get the time back that you didn't get for the holidays in 2020 by seeing Halloween and Christmas? Or do you just want Disneyland the way that it should be and you get no holidays this year so that, you know, you get back to Disneyland the way that, you know, you remember it? Join the conversation, leave a comment on the blog post, podcasters.com/slash slash 342, Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, or you can join us on our new Discord server. If you're not a part of it, you can find an invite in the blog post for the episode, podcasters.com/slash slash 342. We'd love to hear your thoughts on this, and uh, you know we'll share them with uh, the powers that be at Disney. And they probably won't listen to us, but if someone's listening, they'll be like, that's a good idea. Just take it and call it yours. Because <laughs> that's never happened to us before. So, you know, mm-hmm. there's that. <laughs> Uh okay. It's time to get into the actual mansion. You yeah. ready for that? Oh yeah. Ooh. I'm kind of scared. I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of scared. <laughs> it's a silly scary. It, it yeah, but I mean, still. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know what I mean? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Uh okay. So, one thing that we wanted to do different this episode than previous episodes of armchair imagineering is we've taken lands in the parks and we've taken different attractions and pieces and we've kind of all presented different versions different ideas and this episode we wanted to do something new we wanted to make it a collaborative effort ranging from the queue to the the opening of the mansion pretty much following the attraction each providing ideas, changes, you know, plussing up some of the things that we see. Uh, I'm not sure how both of you did this, but I broke mine up by section as far as my Mm -hmm. ideas are concerned. Yeah, I did the same. Okay, cool. So that's going to make it a lot easier. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I I guess the best way for us to start is uh, with the queue. You know, obviously in New Orleans Square – It's very prominent. Uh, Off to the distance, we see Splash Mountain, soon to be known as, insert name of Tiana attraction here. (laughs) Uh, And over on the left-hand side, you see the New Orleans uh, train station, and you see a nice little fountain, like a little garden, stuff like that. Uh, When I think of the queue for the Haunted Mansion, I don't think of the queue of the mansion as entering the gates, I actually think of it as the entire wraparound where the the fountain and everything else is in front of the churro cart and next to the popcorn cart, uh, right next to French Market. And the only reason I consider that a part of it is because it's overflow. And overflow happens enough at the Haunted Mansion that to me, that's actually part of the queue. Uh, did either of you consider that as part of the queue or did you just begin passing the gates
2: Um, I'm passing the gates
1: I actually considered exactly what you're saying and I feel like that overflow happens enough that it should be incorporated as a more permanent piece of the queue like Mm -hmm. without ropes you know that they have to put up all of a sudden and it kind of you kind of lose some of the magic because New Orleans Square is gorgeous we've talked about this ad nauseum on the podcast New Orleans (laughs) Square is one of the beautiful places in Disneyland Uh, uh, one of the beautiful places amongst beautiful places it's New Orleans Square and so yeah it kind of ruins it for me when they put up those white ropes with the little yellow flags on them and you know you're kind of like okay we're queuing up here in this little rope maze before we get into the real queue so yeah i definitely have the idea of extending the queue you still have the wall with the gate because that's a nice moment when you enter through the gate onto the actual property but you know out there you could still incorporate you know like some sort of a park setting you know kind of like what they have around the side of mr toad kind of like what they already have around the the fountain and the the trees and everything but make it seem like you're on a pathway through a park or even maybe overflow graveyard and have more spooky elements kind of spill outside the wall there or if not more of those creepy statues like the creepy little yeah. like, angel boy and you know gargoyle stuff out there like you could really make it seem very kind of new orleans statuary creepy weird gothicness all throughout there and then at night of course you could light that area a little bit differently as well to kind of bring some of that ambiance. So uh, I'm on the same page with you, Hazen. Sweet. Uh,
0: and I think you touched on a lot of the things that I feel like I would want to see in that area as well. If they mm-hmm. got redone uh, the back area right now, where uh, the, where they have the fast pass uh, machines, mm-hmm. it's shaded with like this pergola style thing. And there's a bunch mm-hmm. of vines and plants along with the little gargoyles and stuff. I think that aesthetic is super cool for the mansion. So if you could extend that and somehow create like a garden maze of sorts Mm -hmm. where it, I mean, obviously it's a queue, but it looks like a garden maze that you're getting to in order to get into the main queue of the mansion. I think that would be a really clever way of incorporating turnstiles without adding the little white rope in order for, for the overflow, right? But then yeah. the maybe, maybe
1: a uh, Guillermo del Toro pan's labyrinth, <laughs> <of> maybe. <sorts. laughs> maybe. And I mean,
0: look, the characters would fit right in, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously the 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 way that the maze could be structured is it would wrap up along the brick wall that's to the Mm -hmm. left-hand side of the entrance if you were just walking right into the mansion queue. And Mm -hmm. that way you could still have people along that edge that wouldn't interfere with me getting a churro. Right. Right. So Mm -hmm. it would be perfect. Uh, Or there's
1: that popcorn cart
0: right there, which I often use as well. That's right. And as you're entering the garden maze, you could grab some popcorn and then enter the garden maze. Now, part of what I want to do in the garden maze is... Because it's going to integrate into the switchbacks of the mansion that, that you see behind where that, there's that, like the little graveyard and stuff right in front of mm-hmm. where the train passes. This is where the homage happens that I was telling you about. As oh. part of the foliage, I want the Halloween tree to be in the background so that you see the Halloween tree integrated into the plants behind the mansion or as part of this garden maze so that there's an inkling of Haunted Mansion Holiday outside of the mansion at all times.
1: I like it. Yeah, that could be like a central prominent thing in that park garden maze Mm -hmm. areas, the orange lit tree that you kind of wind your way around. That could be really cool. I dig that. I dig it it because it is a little strange to me that they chose that tree in Frontierland to make the halloween tree um as it is right now um mm-hmm. so moving that or or you know Kind of re-theme, thinking that and, and putting it in front of the mansion makes a lot of sense to me. I dig it.
0: So, I actually didn't even think of that Halloween tree. That's the Ray oh. Bradbury Halloween tree.
1: Oh, are you thinking of the one I'm, from Nightmare Before Nightmare Christmas? Nightmare Before
0: Christmas, the one with the with, big pumpkin and like, with, yeah.
1: With the hanging skeletons? Yes. yeah. <laughs> That's a little oh dark. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I'm actually
0: <laughs> thinking of the one from Nightmare Before Christmas. But, honestly, I wasn't even thinking about the Ray Bradbury Halloween tree, but... I like the idea of moving it over there and making it a permanent addition to the queue.
1: Mm-hmm. Because I, I think having the tree from Halloween Town um, may give the wrong impression that you're entering a Nightmare Before Christmas ride. Um, if it's there, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know that. I think your avid park goers would be fine with that but i think the casual park goer the like you know once in a lifetime disneyland trippers might be a little confused by well why is this thing from nightmare out here when it's not a nightmare attraction
2: unless you have it without the skeletons you could kind of get away with it yeah because the tree does match unless you're going to remove the trees from um after hattie
1: yeah. So well, I could kind of see that working. And that's an interesting point that I'm going to actually bring up later. I feel like, you know, we talk about some of the comical elements of the mansion and, and that really comes in with some of the happy haunts being a little more uh, cartoony or, or goofy as opposed mm-hmm. to like realistic and, and like from the horror genre. Yeah, And I think juxtaposing against those elements is the realism of the mansion. Like the mansion is a beautiful piece of architecture and all of the interiors and all of the plants and like everything else are really realistic. So having a hyper stylized Burton-esque tree out in front doesn't really keep with the main aesthetic, the consistent aesthetic that I feel like is throughout the mansion. And that's one of the reasons I'm actually going to address those trees that you see when you descend from the attic into the graveyard uh, in the attraction. Right on. I understand what you're saying. Maybe
0: Mel's idea of removing the skeletons would help. Mm-hmm. The, because my I envision it as part of the outdoor queue. I don't see it inside yeah. of the mansion at all. Um, right. but I, I can see how that would get confusing. Mm-hmm. But, the, but the Ray Bradbury tree, I do like the idea of moving that and making it a permanent fixture. I guess you run into the same problem, right? with the exception of the fact that there's a plaque that actually says, Hey, this is the Halloween tree, Ray, Brad- Ray Bradbury, all that stuff. And I guess mm-hmm. if P- if you make that plaque larger and you tell people, Hey, you know, this is why this is here. You know, Ray Bradbury and Walt Disney were like, they were tied and stuff like mm-hmm. I, you know, maybe that would help alleviate some of that, but I get what yeah. you're saying. Uh, yeah.
1: And I think um, if you did move it to the Haunted Mansion, you could keep those orange lights and illuminate them year-round when it gets dark. That's true. Because mm-hmm. it kind of fits thematically. It doesn't have to be a, only during Halloween do we light this up. That's true. Yeah. That's just a thought, too. Yeah.
0: As far as the queue, uh, one of the other things that if we're going to go with this, like, garden maze sort of ambiance as part of the queue... Uh, one thing that I would really like to see is uh, Rolly Crump, you know, was known for his kinetic structures. And obviously mm-hmm. we're all familiar with the Tower of the Four Winds and, uh, you know, all the stuff that he did with It's a Small World. But when Roly was designing the Museum of the Weird, there was a piece of concept art that never made it to anything called the Tower of the Weird. And the only incarnation of the tower of the weird that exists in like till today was a sculpture made by uh, Kevin and Jody. that was part of uh, an art show that was dedicated to the museum of the weird uh, at creature features in Burbank, uh, maybe like in 2014 or something like that. Mm. And, uh, it, they they took Roly's concept art and they created this like 10 foot structure, you know, and it was like the main piece in the back room and it looks super wow. freaking cool. I remember I took photos of it and I put it up on my personal website. Uh, I'll try to get the photo and I'll add it to the blog post for the episode if you haven't seen it, but it was a fantastic piece. And uh, to this day, I still remember it. And because it had so many moving elements and it resembled like a weather vane, Uh, I know the mansion has its own weather vane, but as part of like a garden sculpture, I think Mm -hmm. it would make a really prominent piece as part of that back maze part of the queue.
1: Oh, I dig that idea. Because, yeah, that's very common, especially in big mansion estates to have large, Mm -hmm. you know, garden sculptures and things like that. So I think that's perfect. I love it. Does either of you have any other queue ideas
0: before I go on with one more?
1: Yeah. So I've got some other ideas um, that are once you get inside the wall um, and you wrap around the front of the mansion, you see like the little pet cemetery there. And then when you kind of round the corner into the switchbacks area, you see the the crypts on the wall and then behind the fence, uh, you kind of look up the berm to more of like a graveyard area. I would love there to be more dynamism in all of these things, you know, like I feel like you could have, you know, some of the gravestones like rumble every once in a while, Mm -hmm. maybe have an area of ground, like bulge up in front of one of them, you know, every once in a while, not like constantly, but you know, just like it might catch your eye, like, Oh my gosh, the gravestone's moving over there. Um, I think at night they could incorporate a lot of, Um, really cool lighting and you know we've seen projection technology really add a lot of movement and and liveliness to a lot of other attractions and i think what they could do get really clever with with the mansion is casting shadows like animated shadows (laughs) and it would be cool at night to see you know maybe like Shadows casts of figures like walking through those trees up on the berm or something, you know, just little subtle things that just happen every few minutes that, you know, it's not constant. So you're not sitting there watching a show, but it, you know, something will happen where, wherever you're looking, something is going to be happening um, here and there. And I think it'd be really cool to have just kind of like what they do in Pirates when you um, exit the grotto and you're going out into that first main scene where the ship is battling with the fort and they just had that constant roll of fog coming across the water. Yeah, I think if they just had fog pouring over the berm right there, I just think it would add so much dynamism and like etherealness to that area and it would look good at night or during the day, I think, just to have a little fog rolling down that hill. Uh, I think that could be really cool. That'd be cool. Um, So, yeah, just adding some of that. And I think actually we could do have something that's like a real uh, weenie, as Walt would call it, you know, something that really is like, ooh, that's cool. Some big, cool effect that could happen. And in order for that to happen, we incorporate the Disney Play app, because I think that There are times where you've got plenty of time in that queue Mm -hmm. that if there was some sort of interactive game you could play or you spot certain like tombstones with certain names on it or, you know, whatever it is. Like I really enjoy the one in Peter Pan where you've got that like object seek and find game that you try and find all those things. And it's actually really hard. I've done it several times and it's still challenging every time. But you get to that point and there's that really cool effect that you can do with Tinkerbell. And I think we could do something like that in this outdoor area. And, you know, that just elevates the outdoor area to have the level of magic that you have inside once you enter the actual mansion. Because from then on, it's like pure magic. And sometimes it feels like a really stark difference, when, especially when you're just in that switchback section. Mm-hmm. You know, it feels really yeah. like, okay, there's nothing here. And I think if we incorporate all of these types of elements, I, I think it can be really interesting.
2: I, I love the, the shadow. I love the shadow idea. And the reason why is because in Florida, I, I like their cue, but it's kind of gimmicky mm. with some of the stuff that they have that's interactive, which is, you know, it entertains everyone. But I love the creep factor. Wow. <laughs> factor <laughs> in this and I, I think that would set up perfectly before you go into the foyer. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be really neat to hear like the pumpkins at one point like when it's you know Halloween or whatnot just for October. Let's just mm-hmm. say that and to hear like the ghost um, the ha- like different stories from the happy haunts themselves mm-hmm. and kind of hear kind of like um, the main street party line. So oh, you yeah. kind of hear that a little bit. You get a little bit of a glimpse of what goes inside the mansion before you go in there. So nice. I would love to see that aspect, the the shadows or, you know, just the basic thing like the hand yeah. over the clock. Mm-hmm. I mean, things like that is just it's have uh, got
1: ideas about that, too. I mean I agree like having some audio out there would help That's one thing that I really love about the Haunted Mansion Holiday Is that you get that great um, soundtrack on the Mm -hmm. exterior Which you don't get the rest of the year It's just dead silent out there you know And so having some sort of um, you know Either version of the Haunted Mansion theme or or something Whether it's ghost audio or or music I think definitely adds to
0: it And I'm glad you both mentioned that because that was actually one of the things that I wanted to incorporate as well. I think Ghostly Music Box nice. is one of my favorite pieces of music in the entire Disney catalog. And the fact it's really that it's good. only yeah. around... I mean, Phantom Manor actually has it as part of their queue permanently. But we only yeah. get it during Haunted Mansion Holiday. And in the, in what, like the, the maze that I would create for the queue... I would actually want that plane in the background, and so uh, yeah, when you like when that. you finally enter the mansion, then I think you can start hearing more whirring sounds of the wind coming through, and like you said, like if you have the tombstones moving, a little bit of the clanking, or like the ground rumbling, or you know, like moaning of like zombies or ghosts or something trying to get out of the crypts, and like having the crypts themselves move. Uh, you mentioned mm-hmm. Mel about the queue at Walt Disney World you know, being kind of gimmicky, I'll tell you the truth. I'm not fully against it. And the way, the reason Mm -hmm. I'm not against it is because I agree that the queue gets super damn boring. And if we have this like enclosed garden, what's to stop them from making the gargoyles communicate with people, right? Or you have Mm -hmm. like a statue, uh, kind of like the Leota thing over there where, You know, instead of just like looking around or something, it's like a crush interactive thing where it's giving people's fortunes or it's reading people's tarot cards or something as they're walking by and it's reacting to people in real time where it's like, hey, you in the red shirt, how's that churro? (laughs) You know, did you have some popcorn as well? You know what I mean? Like it would make the (laughs) queue pass a lot faster if it had some interactive element. Now. I I would think that something like that would require some kind of uh AI learning so probably for like the first year it could be powered by cast members where the software that they built for it would essentially learn the types of questions that people are asking it remembers the responses that the cast members give to those types of keywords and questions and after a year or two of being cm powered it becomes fully ai powered and if it doesn't find an answer because it doesn't recognize certain trigger words then it just goes to a stock answer like a magic ape right it's like ask again later Mm. sort of answer and so i think that Mm -hmm. (laughs) if it's done right would move away from the kitschiness of it and allow you to Mm -hmm. have more of like like a spooky experience like oh like what is happening right now you know like the spirits are making this area come alive sort of thing so that was one thing and then uh as far as the actual cue is concerned like inside of the gates i'm totally with you on everything that you said but one thing that i would love to see and it this i don't know i'm kind of afraid to say this part because if it's done wrong it's going to look ridiculous but if it's done right <laughs> i feel like <laughs> lightning and like the lighting effects and sounds of lightning and If it's done right, oh, I think it would be the best thing ever. Say it. (laughs) We need a light show at, at the Haunted Mansion at night. The same way that we have a light show for Sleeping Beauty Castle where they have music playing and they light it up. And, you know, even like for Christmas, they have like the ceremony where they're lighting everything up. I think you should call it mm-hmm. the witching hour and as soon as sunset hits, all the lights go down when it's dark enough and there's, like, thunder and lightning and ravens and you hear the ghosts saying, ah, oh, welcome, foolish mortals, and <laughs> like... You hear all... You know what I mean? Like, you have this light show (laughs) that illuminates it in this spooky way where as it becomes illuminated, it makes it look like the aura of the mansion is coming alive. And then you kind of see projections of ghosts flying out of the mansion itself. And then they kick fog out so that all of a sudden it just becomes this, like, eerie, like, cloud of fog as you're in the queue. And I'm telling you, if they do it right... It has so much potential to be one of the coolest shows at Disneyland. But if they do it wrong, people would be like, don't you ever show that to us
2: again. (laughs) Oh, it's doable. (laughs) So are you thinking
1: something that's just like a couple minutes long? Just like a little like here's now we're switching to nighttime. Yes. Okay. I got you. Would you do it multiple times a night? Probably twice.
0: I don't think you need to do it because there's always a danger. There's always a danger of people crowding around to see it. And so oh, if you yeah, time absolutely. it and so if you time it in such a way where it comes before Phantasmic and then after mm-hmm. the first Phantasmic show before the second one, mm-hmm. you know, you have a couple of different shows that you can see, but it'll also help pass the time while you're in the queue for the mansion.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I dig
2: currently it. Um, Haunted Mansion Holiday does do that kind of, but yours goes up the next <laughs> 10 levels but um, mm-hmm. they have something like that where they light up. It's just really subtle, but you hear um, you hear oogie briefly, and then I believe the lights just go on and that's it. Or is it the music?
0: I think you hear the Has music. It been that long? Yeah, I think you hear the music, the music, and then you see the lights happen.
2: Right. Yeah. So they. It is possible that you could do that with the different elements. And while you were just explaining everything, I'm like, I just want to go. Yeah. (laughs) Because it sounds so good. I'm sold. Yeah, I definitely,
1: (laughs) I I agree with this idea. And I actually, uh, the last kind of exterior thing I was thinking of is, is having some light and maybe shadows or something coming out of the windows of the mansion, which we don't see. You know, it does kind of look a little dead, pardon the pun, uh, (laughs) most of the time. You know, during the holiday, they have those cool candle lights out there, which are really sweet. I love those. But, you know, we don't really see, it doesn't look like anything's happening inside most of the time. I think it'd be cool to have some element of, you know, like you can see shadows of ghosts partying or whatever it is that you want to do in there. Um, You know, uh, probably a little bit better than, you know, like Home Alone with the (laughs) little... (laughs) cardboard <laughs> cutouts going back and forth That's but awesome. you know something <laughs> with some animation to it you know what i actually love that idea i think that
0: in the back because of how you're entering the mansion if okay i'm, I'm like seeing this in my head now in the back you know where the mailbox is at the mansion yes mm-hmm. okay yeah so in the back if you just faint Just the slightest, slightest sound. You heard the music from the ballroom. It just Mm -hmm. made it sound like, oh, that's off in the distance. It's somewhere inside the mansion. But I can't hear it clear enough to know that it's happening right now. You know what I mean? Like, it's (laughs) just a faint thing that you hear outside. That would be awesome. And then on the second floor, from the front, right above where they have the clock, uh, or up at the top where this, uh, I guess, the... The um where technically the top of the stretching room would be. If you saw a man peek out every so often mm-hmm. before you get out his way, <laughs> nice. huh? kind of like they have yeah. um the evil queen peeking out mm-hmm. of the curtains in Fantasyland, you have yeah. Master Gracie, or you know, the ghost host essentially, uh peeking out of the window from the top, and then you get out his way once you're actually inside.
1: Yeah. I like that. Ah, dude. Great idea. Ah, I love
0: that. (laughs) Good. Ah, Good call on that one. Uh, Okay. That's, that's actually pretty much all I had for the outside. Uh, You mentioned the pet cemetery. Um, And in case you don't know, uh, over on the left hand side of the mansion, uh, which is behind the entrance to the foyer. There's a small little area that's now only really accessible for cast members. Uh, before, you used to be able to go back there. But there's a small pet cemetery with, I don't know, like 10 or 12 little pet graves. Um, mm-hmm. We talked about this a long time ago. I I don't remember if I found the photo and posted it, but uh, I will post it in the blog post for this episode. If I can't find my photo, I'm sure that I can find one somewhere on the Internet. Uh mm-hmm. and then you can check out the blog post, podcast dot com slash three forty two. Uh it's really small, but it it's one of those little Easter eggs in the mansion that I think is just super cool to kinda know mm-hmm. about it. Okay. So we've now entered the mansion. Dun 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 Uh in the foyer. Any changes to the foyer
1: itself? I personally don't have any changes to either the foyer or the stretching rooms. I think they are amongst the most perfectly designed places in the Disney park. Um, so I, I don't have any real suggestions here. I think some things they may be able to find ways to um, update some of the materials used because, you know, the the stretching portraits in particular after they've been rolled and unrolled a number of times, they start to get wrinkles in them and Mm -hmm. things like that. If they can find better materials to keep that from happening, I I'd be all for that, you know? Um, but other than that, like, I don't know. I think they're so, wonderfully designed, like the interior design element of the foyer with the the wallpaper choices and the lighting and everything. I think it's beautiful. And I think the stretching rooms are really well designed. I think it's one of the cleverest things that Imagineering has ever developed. And, you know, that creativity came out of necessity to get people down a level so that they could usher them outside underneath the railroad tracks into the show building for the ride. And it, it's just pure genius. And I, I really wouldn't change a thing about those two spots myself.
2: I don't have anything for the foyer. Um, I don't have anything before the loading dock. Okay. But if I had to choose one thing to just, tweak or or add into it's the windows in the um right after the elevator or the stretching room Mm -hmm. um i would like to see something in the windows besides lightning so what i would like to see is a little like little hints or nods to you know the happy haunts and a little bit of the hitchhiking ghosts because we do get to see them but they're all the way in the towards the end and it's like i don't I think they should have like a little bit of an inkling of like what's to come Mm -hmm. so that they would be like, okay, that's what you see later on. Kind of like the ballroom, um, listening to it. So that's, that's the only thing. Um, the reason I'm saying is because I thought about Haunted Mansion Holiday where this is just a cutout and I'm like, it could be so much more. Yeah. So much more, but everything else, I love, um, the perspectives how everything is just it's beautiful and that's yeah i mean i really don't have much to like i'm i'm happy i'm content with all that except for the windows
0: yeah uh yeah i like that idea i i like the idea especially of having the hitchhiking ghost kind of make a cameo before you see them at the end of the mansion it does add a little bit more so i have a couple of ideas for that hallway as well so, you know, mm-hmm. that light show I talked about, like all those 10 minutes ago on the podcast. I don't know if you remember. Mm-hmm. It's so long. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But to go <laughs> along with it, uh, I want to see like this perspective fireplace where it looks like this really big, deep fireplace in between the two doors of the elevators. And above that, a portrait of Master Gracie or the ghost host, rather. And it, it kind of begins to welcome people in and start queuing them up like, Hey, you're about to enter my mansion and stuff like that. Um, and so you hear a continuation of the show that was outside, but on its own, it will supplement the script that already exists for the mansion. So it's not a huge difference, but, uh, I think it just adds a tiny bit to that room. There's not a lot of space there. So if, if, From all of these ideas, uh, Imagineering told me, all right, look, you got to lose one thing from all this. This is gold, but you got to lose one thing. This would probably be it. Like, it's not a make or break for me, but I just think it would add a little bit extra to that room because I I Mm -hmm. love the wallpaper. I love the chandelier. But to have that fireplace, I think, really kicks it up a notch and makes it really look like this, like, swanky, like – you know, yeah. rich person mansion and like, this is, you know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, have you, have either of you been able to tour the dream suite? No. Yes. Okay. So in the living room area of the dream mm-hmm. suite, they have a fireplace and it has a digital fire in it and there are little animated Easter eggs in that fire. And so it would be cool to bring that technology to this fireplace that you're talking of and have little little pops of hints and easter eggs in that fire so like in the one in the dream suite like a couple of embers will come out and they'll turn into fireworks you know like as yeah. this fire's burning and it's just really cool it looks awesome so yeah i love this idea we could we could have a lot of fun with having a fireplace um i think you would probably have considerably more room to work with if it was on the wall to the, like when you walk in on that wall to the right. Um, because I feel like there's not very much room between the two elevator doors there. No, there Um, isn't. And that's why I'm saying
0: that if, if I had to lose it, then it would go, but you're right. We would lose the window that's over on that side, but I'm kind of okay with losing the window. If we get this Mm -hmm. like interactive fireplace to spruce up that room.
1: What about, okay. So, um, You know, we already kind of started talking about the portrait corridor, the portrait hallway. Right. So when you when you exit the stretch room and you enter the portrait hallway, you have that one window on the left Mm -hmm. and then all the portraits on the right. And the lightning flashes from the window change the portraits on the right. But then after that window, isn't it pretty much just a blank wall, that whole stretch until you get to the corner where they've got the alcoves with the, the busts in them?
2: I believe there's another window. There's, there's
1: windows there all the way another down. Another two windows? Yeah. Is yeah. there It seems like yeah. there's just one and then it's just a blank wall. No, there's anyway, windows well, all the way down. Anyway, we could remove Well, let's say there's three windows. We could remove the middle window and we could have your fireplace with the portrait yeah. of Gracie there and then yeah. you'd actually have, you know, a dark scene. You know, you will not have the daylight coming in, in in the daytime to kind of ruin a possible effect. It's dark, it's controlled. And you can look to the right and see the changing portraits you can look to the left and see master gracie with this creepy fire under him i you know that might be a good space to do that as well
2: i kind of like that because you go through the first part you i mean everyone knows what do you see at the very end you see someone up there Mm -hmm. you know so you walk in and the next thing you see, you see is you see that portrait. You're like, whoa! Like that could do a, a, a fun little head trip. <laughs> once you realize, oh, that guy was, he's in that painting. Oh, like they put a like connect the dots type of thing. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like that. Yeah, I really like that idea.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm digging the, yeah, because I do have other. Changes that I would like to make in that hallway and before the loading zone. Mm-hmm. I'm.
2: Hmm. By the way, I didn't think about space. I, it just.
0: Oh yeah, neither did I. I, I didn't care. I
2: okay. I mean, yeah, I <laughs>
0: did my best to try to stay <laughs> within the constraints of the mansion, since we weren't fully tearing down or you know anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. Like I really thought this one. I I I felt this was more. Of a plussing up than it was, mm-hmm. you know, full armchair imagineering with new attractions yeah. and stuff. So, yeah, uh, I, I think okay. I did my best cool. to stay within the constraints. I think, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I mean, I. Hmm, what if we had two, and they technically that was the way that you communicated with the ghost host, like in inst- they like you gave it, like you gave the ghost host because I uh, originally or was that at Club 33 where the Raven was supposed to be telling you this story and talking to you?
1: Yeah, that was Club 33. Okay, so what if... It was like a condor, like a buzzard or something. It was a buzzard.
0: Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So, But originally, I think the Ravens were supposed to be telling you the story inside of the mansion. And oh. uh, mm-hmm. I think that if we gave... Like, if we, if we gave Master Gracie a way to kind of communicate out and make his presence known throughout the mansion through his portraits. And maybe you have, I mean, he's, it's a mansion. He's rich. He can have like 27 fireplaces if he wants. Right. So (laughs) what if we did it that way and, and we had just multiple, we had one in the foyer, we had one in the hallway And he's just kind of moving through the portraits, telling you the story of what's happening in the mansion, or he's kind of talking to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, on the exterior,
1: you can actually see four separate chimneys uh, at least. So there, yeah, there's obviously multiple fireplaces in that building. And one of my ideas actually incorporates animating a lot of the portraits that are in the mansion already. So, having the ghost host maybe in a series of portraits um, and he can speak to you. Like you always hear his audio, but when you're going by one of his portraits, you actually see him speaking those yeah. words. That could be really, really cool. Sweet.
0: Uh, okay. Yeah. I really like incorporating that. Uh, I like what you're talking about with the animating. Cause I have some thoughts on that as well. Um, nice. So that's really all I would want to change in the foyer. Uh, you made a really great point about the stretching room earlier where the wear and tear on the portraits is really bad and so they're constantly having to repaint those and you know recreate them for the attraction um i actually would want to get rid of the stretching portraits By your no tongue. no hear me out hear me out i don't want to get rid of them i, <laughs> I want to i know my them. eyes are
2: big <laughs> uh, i want okay. to
0: get away from using actual cloth portraits Uh, like Mm -hmm. the painted canvas and actually have digital projections of the paintings on white canvas because that way. um, So one thing that I really like about Phantom Manor is that in their stretching room, you can see the bride projected into the paint, like the portraits that they have, like you can see projections in there and I think that instead of having full paintings or you have like a base painting and then you have projections that show Mm -hmm. you the characters and show you the details and the paintings come alive inside of the mansion, you know, which Mm -hmm. is part of the illusion, uh, you can have these interactive animations of you know, giving you hints of things that happened or, you know what I mean? Like they don't show yeah. you, but you kind of see them and they cut to the scene of the bride by herself or something. And every single one of them, or like you see the, the three guys on top of the barrel and like it kind of goes up into the air and you just hear a poof, And then you see, like, a cloud and, like, hats flying, and that's kind of the only (laughs) idea you get about what possibly happened to them, you know? So Mm -hmm. it adds an additional layer of animation to it, but you don't have to constantly keep painting those things, and you don't have to constantly keep replacing them because it's just white canvas, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So... That's that's the change that I would make to it. Cause I love the stretching portraits. That's why I don't want to get rid of them. I just want to mm-hmm. replace them with newer technology.
1: Yeah, I can get on board with that. Materializing the
2: spirit. Yes, exactly. <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> exactly.
2: I like it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I can get on board with that. <clears throat> cool. So, uh, we're officially down. You know, we we've made it down, and this is where it's a little different. You know, than like Walt Disney World because Walt Disney World. Uh, their Haunted Mansion wasn't built like ours was. You didn't have the constraint of space. So their stretching room actually goes up to give the illusion of the stretching room. You're not going anywhere in the Walt Disney World yeah. version. This one, like Gavin mentioned earlier, it's it serves the function and the purpose of actually getting you underneath to move you towards the loading area. Um, so yeah, so we're officially in the main hallway of the Haunted Mansion. And... Uh, Mel, great idea with the with the windows. I love getting the hitchhiking ghosts up in that area because yeah, it gives you some uh, kinetic energy, you know, more than, than we already have just with the lightning. Uh, the mm-hmm. portraits themselves, uh, I I like them. I think they could be updated a little bit. I think using mm-hmm. the same projection technology, we can update. Uh, Gavin, is this where you wanted to make some of the first changes to the portraits that you were talking about?
1: Yeah, I think we can probably bring forward that technology a little bit. Um, But, you know, I I like the concept as it stands of lightning flashes and you basically see the ghost version of those paintings. I I, like I love that concept. My um, addition of animated portraits actually happens in the upstairs corridor after the conservatory or throughout that area with the conservatory and all the doors where you see all the ghost portraits. Oh, okay. So we'll, we'll get there. Cool.
0: All right. I had an idea for that one too, but I think I may like where yours is going more. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Cool. So for that one, I just have a question. As far as the lightning happening, is it going to like, let's say lightning hits and you're in that hallway. Do you only see the ghost version when the flash of light happens? And if it's not the lightning, you see the regular version of the portrait, mm-hmm. so yes. the lightning isn't happening in the portrait like it is right now. Like you see the lightning outside, and that's when it changes.
1: Yeah, that's how it's happening now. Is it? I thought yeah. the
0: lightning. I don't think when they the lightning from the though.
1: windows opposite it flashes, that's when the portraits change.
0: Oh, I never, I never saw that happen before.
1: I thought they yeah. were out of sync. Yeah. Well, they may have fallen out of sync, but that's the idea: is when the lightning flashes, mm. it reveals the ghostly version. Look at that! Yeah. I just learned something. Nice. <laughs> uh, okay, <laughs> now
0: would your version light up the room the way lightning lights up a room, like where it turns
1: white temporarily? To see
0: that happen,
1: or- mm, I don't know because that you know, like I get the idea of realism in a lightning effect. And magic, you know, maintaining the magic. And I feel like a bright flash of light in that room actually kind of reduces the creepiness of that hallway, which is rather dark. Mm, Fair enough. And I like that, and I like that it maintains that. Fair enough. Cool. Uh,
0: All right. Well, uh, in that area uh, where you were talking about putting the fireplace... And I still think it's a really good idea to have a second fireplace where we can have Master Gracie communicating with you. Somewhere along that wall or in between a couple of the windows. uh, I know that we already have a grandfather clock with the 13th hour right before Leota. But Rolly had a really, really good coffin clock as part of the concept art for the Museum of the Weird that I thought was far superior than the grandfather clock we have now, right before Leona. uh, I would love to see a version of that coffin clock uh, swapped out with the 13th hour clock because that one's kind of like rich and kind of boring looking uh, compared to the coffin clock. I totally agree. And if that one was in that hallway, it kind of feels like it makes sense to me where the coughing hmm. clock is like you're like in the thick of it at this point like it makes more sense to have the coffin clock where the current 13th hour clock is
1: got it yeah honestly i would get rid of the 13th hour clock i i don't like it i at the very least it needs to be updated like i don't know what it is but the the glass over the clock face is like obscured or something it makes it really hard to see like you can't see any detail yeah. on that clock face I think it's kind of a wasted prop because it just it doesn't it just doesn't look good and it, it looks like they're supposed to be I don't know like it's covered with something it's supposed to I don't know what they're trying to get at but it it doesn't work for me it doesn't look good um, so I love the idea of putting Rolly's coffin clock idea in there I think that's beautiful and i think for me it's just a straight swap out like don't even place the 13th hour clock somewhere else okay cool
0: um any more changes to that hallway before we go to loading zone not for me cool um yep nope. so loading zone wise uh there's uh, a couple oh man uh more than a couple really <laughs> but some big changes that i would love to see in this area Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. The loading zone is one of the most boring parts of the mansion to me. Like, oh my God, (laughs) it is brutal to be in that area because everything else is so ornate and it's so well designed that it hurts me to see that area. And when Haunted Mansion Holiday comes around, it has a little bit of life, no pun intended, but it's still, (laughs) you know, not... Mansioning, you know, it's just kind of a stack of gifts, and the characters are kind of there.
1: Well, and it's weird that it's 2D props, yeah, some of them like flip back and forth, and it's not three dimensional things like the rest of the mansion. Yeah, it it is strange. (laughs) Uh,
0: so one thing that I would like to see is as you're walking toward the doom buggy, as you round the corner on the left hand side. Uh, I want it to be painted I want it to look like part of the, that main hall like I want it to look like some bookshelves are there, I want it to look like a little bit of the library scene that we see at the Walt Disney World version of the Haunted Mansion mm-hmm. that way there's a little bit of life, you see some moving books trying to get out you see like, just it, that way it's not so boring like I <laughs> it's brutal to see that area I can't <laughs> <It> tell <is. laughs> you how much it hurts me. So yeah. on that side, N- we know. I would love to see like the books, some kind of library scene, and kind of wraps a little bit. And again, using some kind of forced perspective, you can make it look like, uh, you know, like you're looking into this really huge room, or maybe you can even use like a version of Pepper's Ghost. You know, to make it look like the ghosts are coming back and forth, you know, or some projections Mm -hmm. if you don't have the space behind it to add something like this. Um, Mm -hmm. Because directly behind that, I want to say that it's a cast member area because coming down the ramp as you're loading the Doom Buggy, there's like a cast member area right behind that. So I don't know how big Mm -hmm. that room is behind it but I would assume you might have to lose a little bit of that wall and kind of move some of that structure back in order to kind of add that mm. perspective view of this, like, library. Yeah. Uh, and then on the opposite side of the Doom Buggy, uh, again, lights, woo, super boring. Uh, <laughs> I, You know, we talked about this when when I told you that I had watched the Haunted Mansion film. You know a couple of months back again for Halloween yeah. with the kids, uh, and mm-hmm. this is actually part of a scene that's uh at Phantom Manor. I want to see a staircase in that area, just make it look like there's this giant window in the back, and the like you see the the water, like the rain falling and the lightning matching up with the other part of the hallway, but you kind of mm-hmm. see like the ghost host there greeting you saying ah welcome board one of these doom buggies or you match the lips to what the ghost host is saying on the doom buggies and he's Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like give us something other than the lights that are back there like come on now
2: yeah that's that's oh i agree i agree it bothers me that there's a disconnect between you know coming in from the queue and then going into the mansion itself if they could just put some elements this is what i want to see i want to see little bits of elements and this is where the 13 hour clock could come in put it as a prop put mm. it as a prop like on the on the floor and put a couple of things that we would see in the upcoming rooms so i would take like you know maybe a trumpet a, a table and just put those little elements something to represent what you're going to see because right now is just I love the uh, I love the sound but I can't stand how I could see everything and it's just uh. mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the the wall like once you get on the doombuggy buggy by the way are we changing anything with doom buggies because I have an idea I, I wasn't sure
0: oh. what to present. I'd that. love to hear it. I didn't have any changes, yeah. but I'd love to hear it.
2: Okay. So, I'll say that after this then. So, the once you get on the doom buggy, the wall that's right there, you know the first one when it's holiday and you see Scary Teddy? Yeah. That all of that should be like just give us purple wallpaper or something that ma- that connects. Yeah. It looks that, very unfinished it. right
1: now. Yeah.
2: Definitely. Mhm. So, doom buggy. I know. And I'm sorry, Bob, if you're listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love, I love the simplicity of the Doom buggy, but I'm gonna say this right now. When you're sitting down and imagine you're sitting on there and you wanna see something that's in the room behind you, you gotta like kind of sneak out, like move a little bit, lean a little bit, kind of look around and stuff because you're kind of blocked. Mm-hmm. I know it doesn't exist but you know i would love to seek technology to where a doom buggy could appear solid black opaque but at times once you're going into the different rooms i would love to see that technology go from solid opaque black to clear <sighs> and that way hmm. you could see everything around you and it's uh, i'll explain why but i would love to see something to where you're not blocked because there's so much in the mansion, but you're kind of um, it's like blind spots in a way. Yes. So I I would love to see that, and <laughs> um, we're gonna have to use a. Let's say a gyroscope kind of technology, but it's also trackless at the same time, because we're gonna have to move a certain way besides just going forward. Interesting. And it's kind of weird to explain, but it'll make sense later on. I promise.
0: Oh no! <laughs> I am um, fully on board with all of this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> so Moore's um, coming soon. <laughs> oh,
1: my God. Nice. Like I, I, I think that. Like she said, she's going to reveal why she wants to make these changes. I have one little change that I will talk about um, that kind of affects the doom buggy as well, uh, but it's Mm -hmm. in a later scene. Um, So I'm really interested to hear how that plays out. Um, Yeah, I I think it's interesting. I I didn't even really consider any major modifications to the doom buggy. Man,
0: neither did I, but now my brain is racing. (laughs) (laughs) Ah <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna Oh jeez.
2: <laughs> Your face oh, is
1: <laughs> I don't think you understand uh. how much I love what you just said. See, I think you have to address a lot of things though. If you're going to allow an opened perspective, um you know one of the genius things about the way that the mansion is designed is that they've they've basically designed it in a way where you get a cinematic shot of what they want mm-hmm. you to see. You know, your your perspective is limited intentionally because right. there are certain things they don't want you to look up or look back and see because of lights or, you know, rigging or something that's going to ruin the effect, right? So right. you have to address a lot of things if you're going to design something in 360, you know, like they mm-hmm. did with something like... Um, mystic manor you know where yeah you can look in every direction or you know other rides of that ilk i mean pirates is that way you can look any direction in pirates and you're you're pretty good um right. so i think you'd have to address a lot but it, there are definitely moments where i find myself like craning my neck around that corner yeah. to see look. something that i want to look at a little more. two words man projection technology I, I Well yeah, but you got to make sure you can't see the projector. That's what I'm saying. No, but here's the thing well, though. Well,
2: that's why it'll change. Here's the thing though. from opaque to if that.
0: I don't even think we need the opaque technology. I think that if you mount a tiny projector above the doom buggy and mold it into the casing, like it can actually project behind you so that the back of the doom buggy becomes a canvas and a screen for you to see. So you could, instead of having to turn, let's say that you're sitting on, you know, the the left side of the doom buggy, instead of looking out of the doom buggy to the left, you can turn right and look right in the middle of the doom buggy and quote unquote, see what's behind you using the projection. (laughs) And that way you don't have to see the other doom buggies. All you see is the rest of the mansion.
1: Hmm. Interesting. I mean at this point we almost would be like better off wearing VR goggles. No. No. <laughs> no? Not. Okay. Not yet, at least. I mean we could just we could just put uh, uh rear view mirrors on the on the sides of the doom boggies. Ghost, ghosts go. may look larger than they appear.
0: Uh that's funny uh yeah i I wanna definitely hear exactly what why you're bringing that up, but man, I didn't think about modifying the doom buggy, and I'm kind of digging this idea now
1: yeah uh, I have an idea for the loading area that i I would like to mention here um I love the idea of a library scene. I think that's great. I think that's one thing that the uh Disney World version has over the Disneyland version, which I'm slightly envious of. I also love that they have this kind of Escher stairway area in Mm -hmm. their loading area. I think that's really cool. It adds to the kind of weirdness um, of the mansion aesthetic. And I'm a big fan of Escher, so I like that idea. However, it, it was explained to me once the idea of this kind of black void that is the loading area. And it's this idea that it's not supposed to be an actual literal room but it's more of a portal and it's when you board the Doom buggy you're traveling to another plane and you're going through this kind of black void into this other plane of this haunted realm of the mansion and i really like that idea and so i would like to just amplify that idea as much as possible um you know one of the things that um Melissa kind of hinted at is that when you go up the staircase, uh, there's you can kind of see up on the wall to the left, there's an area that's just kind of draped with some black fabric, and you can actually see some of the seams in the like sheetrock or plywood mm-hmm. wall that's painted black in this area. Mm-hmm. And you know, especially if it's at night when your eyes have adjusted to the dark, like you can see a lot of this stuff, and it kind of blows the illusion. Yeah. So, you know, they've developed over the last few years some ultra black paints that truly absorb almost a hundred percent of light. Uh, you know, the, there's this famous Vanta black paint, mm-hmm. and then a competitor that came out um, after that with their Black 3.0. Uh, these are ultra matte, ultra dark, non reflective paints that can truly create the um appearance of a black hole i mean this stuff is incredible and i feel like in an area like this if they just painted a coat of that in this whole area and really gave it this deep black void and then you have the staircase start out almost illuminated in like whatever lighting tones you want a green like a creepy green color But then the paint job fades into blackness and the doom buggies appear that they're going up this illuminated staircase that then disappears. And the doom buggies are just going into this black void and it's all black until you round that corner to the endless corridor. I think that would be a great transition, you know, with with this weird space where you can't even see the floor because it's painted in this stuff you know like you're stepping onto the doom buggy and all of a sudden you're almost floating in this void and all there is is this staircase that then disappears i think that would be really cool um, but i also do like the other ideas of having like a library and like a weird perspective of this cool like a, an element of grandeur in there which i think is cool which kind of Offset nicely with the ballroom Which is the other scene where you get some of that Grandeur of a mansion um, So I'm, I'm kind of torn on these Two ideas but The one thing I would definitely do is Address that wall on the left that you're Going up the yeah. stairs because I try not to even look at it Because it's like ugh, It's just unfinished it doesn't <laughs> look good to me um, So that, that's My idea so I'm glad you mentioned That area
0: I would want the Escher staircase there just kind of this like, like curved that. area, you know, like you were saying, because I love that scene in the at the Walt Disney World version as well. And it makes sense mm-hmm. to have it there, and it kind of curves, and it goes off into obscurity before you see everything else, right? So I think that's a fantastic mm-hmm. idea to put it there. Uh, the void part that you were talking about, the black hole and stuff uh, for the loading area, I remember reading about that as well. And to tell you the truth, I have never liked that idea. It just seems mm. so out of place with the rest of the mansion that you're like, eh, okay, so here's here's the foyer, here's the stretching room, here's this hallway, boom, void, and now you're in the endless hallway, you know? <laughs> like, it, it doesn't, it, I don't know, like, yeah. it felt like it broke out of the theme of what was happening around you, which is why... Personally, I wanted to see like a staircase or a library or something there to connect the mansion better. Uh, And when I was thinking about it, uh, I had originally thought about creating flip sets, like flip set technology where you either unlock or you hit a button and the entire set basically in pieces flips around to create the Haunted Mansion holiday set so that they don't have to do it, Mm. you know. And it's 3D pieces that are mounted on other squares that each one you can flip and it's like a big slide puzzle basically. You It flips yeah. into whatever you want it to on the background. And so with 3D printing technology you can create <laughs> all sorts of pieces that would fit into those blocks and change the scene up without you know just clip it almost you know into place and then mm-hmm. when it flips it's something totally new. Um, yeah. But yeah I, like, I remember reading about that void scene and you honestly you explained it much better like when you explained it i felt like i would want to see it more but i remember reading about it some time ago and just thinking like that's boring
1: like well yeah and and i totally get that and actually having you describe your reasons for not preferring that actually kind of sway me toward the idea of of incorporating like a library and then you ascend into this Escher staircase and then around the corner. I like that because I'm actually going to be using that same kind of idea in a later scene. So that I think will work better. Oh, for right him. on. So yeah, I'm, I'm totally cool with your assessment cool. of that.
0: All right. So moving on to the next area of the mansion in another episode. This episode has actually been going pretty long, so we've decided to split this up into two episodes. So we're gonna end this episode right here. Uh, Connect with us over on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Let us know how you feel about the ideas that we've presented so far because we still have a ton of mansion to go through in the next episode. So part two will be coming very soon. Make sure that you're keeping up with us on our social networks, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, because we'll be announcing when that episode is coming up. Uh, Any final notes before we wrap up? Part one of Haunted Mansion Armchair Imagineering.
1: I'm amped up. I can't wait to get to the second half of this attraction. This is so much fun. I
2: know. Oh, no, it's good. It's good. It's <laughs> <All right>. good. <laughs> so that's going to wrap it up for part
0: one of Armchair Imagineering, the Haunted Mansion. So until next time, keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember to pass on the magic. Have a fantastic week, everyone.
2: Bye. Hurry back.